My name is Elle. My name is Jared. And you are listening to the New Leaf Project. Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us today. We've got a, a little special something we're cooking up for Lent over here at the New Leaf Project. And Jared, why don't you tell everybody about it? Yeah, so we have uh, our really good friends, Jason Tripp. You've definitely heard him. He's recorded a bunch of uh, podcast episodes for us. And his buddy, Adam Klein, are hosting a Movies for Lent series. So they've selected a series of movies that take you through each week of Lent. Uh, there's scripture reflections. There's uh, a Zoom call meeting on Wednesday nights. And we decided we would turn this Movies for Lent idea into a bit of a, a podcast. And so if you can't make the Wednesday night meeting and you want to keep up to date and maybe just listen to this in your car and get some some reflecting time in, we thought if we turn this into a podcast, then you'll be able to participate either now or at, at a different time period. So this podcast is going to come out every Friday of Lent. And the Zoom call is going to happen every Wednesday of Lent, starting tonight and tonight when you and I are recording this. Uh, this is Ash Wednesday, um, but this will be coming out two days later. So um, the basic idea is you watch the movies, you engage in the reflections, and uh, you get together with some people and you talk some, talk some things out. So our encouragement to you is find some folks on Facebook, join it on the Wednesday night, Send out an email to some friends, have somebody over for coffee and just just chat and watch some movies together and reflect on some of the Lenten themes. So that's the basic idea, L. And this is going to be a short podcast. Um, uh, the content is going to be pretty easy to consume. And uh, there's a lot of information. Definitely want to go to their Facebook page, though, because they got lots of suggestions on how to get the movies. If you if you can rent them online and stream them online and all that kind of stuff. And so they've got they've got suggestions and it's a very good lineup of movies. In fact, I'm really excited about the first movie they picked because it's one of my favorite sci fi films of the last number of years. It is a very complex very fascinating uh, sci-fi film, and it's called Arrival. Have you seen it, Elle? I have not seen Arrival, but I have read extensively about the film because sometimes I do that when I'm trying to <laughs> decipher, do I want to give two hours of my life to this movie? I like to read the plot and understand, and I will. And sci-fi sometimes scares me a little bit. Like I don't, I don't like things that go bump in the night. So. I just wanted to make sure this one was an all clear, but I, I read about it, and uh, but I never watched it. So maybe I'm going to have to uh, enjoy this one for Lent. Now, as much as I hate to take up an opportunity to make fun of you for your approach to life, I will say this. Sci-fi in general often has its roots in literature. And actually, this film, Arrival, uh, actually began as a short story. Hmm. And uh, I can explain more about that after we, we listen to uh, what Adam and, and Jason are going to bring. We could talk a little bit about where you could read that story. It is not scary. Uh, Arrival may have ominous overtones, um, but it isn't a scary movie. In fact, it's, it's a very hopeful and fascinating, interesting movie. So, uh, our recommendation to you is uh, listen up 
to what our friends have to say about the movie Arrival. And then um, when this podcast comes out on Friday, maybe consider renting it uh, this weekend. Check it out. Get your bowl of popcorn going and and see if you see in it what our friends Adam and Jason do. So let's uh, let's give their uh, thoughts a listen here. Well, hello, everyone. I am Jason Tripp, and I want to thank you for joining us for week one of Movies for Lent, Conversations at the Intersection of Faith and Film. Uh, Given that this week we observed Ash Wednesday, marking the beginning of the seven-week journey of Lent, our theme for this first week is mortality. And the film we have chosen to view and interact with is the film Arrival from 2016. It's a, it's a movie adaptation from the short story uh, 1998 by Ted Chiang entitled The Story of Your Life. Arrival is directed by uh, French-Canadian director par excellence Denis Villeneuve, whose other works include Blade Runner 2049, Sicario, Prisoners, Asandi, and the recently released tiny little film you may have heard of called Dune. Uh, The hope is that as we view and discuss each film in conversation with the weekly lectionary readings, our Lenten experience and our lives will be enriched. Before I pass things over to my friend, colleague, and fellow cinephile Adam Klein, uh, he's going to share some thoughts on this week's theme and film that he adores. I want to read a portion of this week's uh, gospel reading from the lectionary uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 to 21, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it reads, Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Adam and I are both big fans of uh, Danny Villeneuve, and we agreed that uh, that this film, his film Arrival, would be just the perfect film to interact with, given the theme of mortality on Ash Wednesday. So Adam, I know this is your personal favorite film of Danny Villeneuve, holds a special place in your heart. So I'm going to play the role of kind of the golf caddy tonight. So I'll, I'll tee up the ball for you. I'll hand you a club and you can take uh, take a big swing, swing away. So maybe you can just share with us some of your thoughts on the film and, and how it dovetails with the theme of mortality and with uh, the gospel reading that we just heard from Matthew. Sure, absolutely. Thanks, uh, Jason. Hey, everyone. It's uh, And to everyone listening, appreciate you joining us for this. It's nice to know, Jason and I, it's just nice to know that we're not alone, that we're not the only weirdos out there obsessed with analyzing the, the artistry and the narrative of film and uh, uh, happy to have some friends with us. Um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, today um, is a pretty significant day uh, in my spiritual journey. Today being Ash Wednesday. For, for more than a millennia, it's been the traditional start uh, for the season of Lent for Christians all around the world. But maybe like many of you, maybe I, I, for myself, I didn't grow up with Ash Wednesday. I didn't really grow up knowing much about Lent, to be honest, or um, the ancient traditions of, of seasonal fasting or prayerfully preparing for Easter weekend and Resurrection Sunday. I, I grew up in a fairly typical uh, evangelical Wesleyan Methodist congregation. And so uh, it wasn't really until college that I started to learn about the specifics of, of liturgy and the 
rich tapestry that is the liturgical arts. And uh, when I did finally participate in an Ash Wednesday service for the very first time, I gotta be honest, my, my, my life and my understanding of what worship was, was forever changed, sincerely. Uh, it was like all of a sudden the lights were turned on and uh, I, I could see myself as a link in the chain, a, a chain that went all the way back in time and also was moving all the way forward. It was like all of a sudden my life and momentary existence that my journey of following Jesus was actually actually part and connected to something much grander and greater and more glorious than than I could imagine or fathom. And uh, in any in many ways, that's exactly what Ash Wednesday is all about. Um, Understanding and accepting our own limitations and mortality, not in any morose or or morbid way, but in humility and, and with thanksgiving, because I am not the author of my own story. I am a grateful participant in an ongoing narrative of creation, redemption, and reconciliation. I'm, I'm a stage player in the cosmic, grand cosmic theater where creativity and collaboration are integral to the narrative and the nature of the Holy Trinity. And so you and I, we are stage players alongside billions of fellow participants who are all asked or better yet presented with a problem or a parable. Uh, will you store up treasures in your own tiny time-bound corner of this stage? Or will you build up and share in the timeless treasures available to you across this eternal theater? At least that's how I like to paraphrase the words of Jesus from, from Matthew chapter 6. Are you really going to try to be the author and creator of your own story with all of the anxieties and limitations and loneliness that such efforts would bring? Or will you choose to surrender your worry, surrender and accept your mortality in the face of all inevitability, knowing that the small section of stage that you stand upon is but a link in the chain, one sequence in an ongoing eternal narrative shared between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And for me, these are just some of the thoughts that come to mind when I when I reflect on Denis Villeneuve's masterpiece, Arrival, during this first week of Lent. In the face of a cosmic stage, in the face of a reality far greater than any of our own knowledge or knowing, the human race, as presented in this film and story, plagued is plagued by fear, anxiety, and worry, and must choose to trust or destroy one another. They must choose to stay in communication with one another and do the hard work of seeking unity. And similarly, in in the face of an ever-evolving vision or or revelation, uh, ever-evolving reality that will include inevitable suffering and death, our protagonist in the film, played by Amy Adams, must choose to accept the life and the love of another into her story, no matter how short a time they might end up sharing. You see, because in the face of our own mortality, we must choose. In the face of all inevitabilities, we must decide. This narrative of ours has an arc. The, the, the author and perfecter of our faith has prepared an ending and has revealed that ending through his resurrection. But how we get there or if we arrive there is really up to us. Uh, 
more recently when I when I rewatch Arrival, because um, as as Jason said, it is a favorite of mine. I can't help but also think of the uh, 2004 film uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, starring Jim Carrey. Because at the end of that film, the two main characters, even though they know that the future of their relationship will include strife and suffering, they still choose to love and embrace one another. And, and it makes me think also, of course, of my favorite theologian, the late great Robert Jensen, who said that because we are created in the image of a communal trinity, a divine nature that speaks our narrative into existence, because the human species is made in their image, as scripture says, we all crave dramatic coherence. That's how, that's how Jensen puts it, that we crave dramatic coherence. And you can call it closure, you can call it catharsis or whatever you want to call it, but we live and we choose to go on living in spite of inevitable suffering and death because we're wired for more than survival. We're, we're made for meaning. All of time may be relative, but in answer to the question written upon that whiteboard in the middle of the movie, we, we know our purpose is to give and to receive love. And so that's also my prayer and my pursuit this season of Lent. Thanks, Adam. That's good stuff. And I guess if we stick with the, the golf analogy for uh, a few more minutes, I think you, you drove the green there and I'll see if I can tap in a little putt for, uh, for birdie here. So just a, a brief response and, and to yeah. add to what was well said. Um, I know we've had a chance to talk personally, you and I, about the, this movie in particular and the films of Denis Villeneuve at large over the past year. And, and if I'm honest, you know, I, have, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship or have in the past uh, with this film. There's so much to love in this film. Everything Adam has expressed uh, cinematically, it's, it's fantastic. The performances are wonderful. But, but if I'm honest, sometimes I, I bristle at films like this, which suggest a, sort of a deterministic view of the world, which can suggest uh, the world is devoid of authentic free will. And uh, if, if that was a deterrent for others here tonight, I just want to say that I mean, maybe others noticed a bit of the paradox in the film and the, the key question that Louise, Amy Adams' character, asks Ian, Jeremy Renner, near the end of the film, uh, spoiler alert, uh, if you could see your whole life from start to finish, would you change things? You know, of course, the paradox is that if there are future events that we know about in the present, then that implies that there is uh, some sort of divine blueprint or coercive force pushing, pushing us towards those settled future events, which can essentially mean that our free will is illusionary. Choices have no meaning if the future is fully settled and fully known. Um, so that being said, this time when I revisited Arrival, I tried very hard just to, to put aside that particular frustration I have, and that might be unique to me with the determinism in, in the film, and simply to focus on the journey of Louise and, and Ian as it relates to the theme tonight of mortality. And the result was a much more enjoyable experience rewatching this film. What, what jumped out this time for me was around the ways in which Louise and Ian, those two main characters, sort of embodied different trajectories that our lives can take in the wake of coming to grips with the inevitability of our mortality and impending death of ourselves and our loved ones. 
throughout the film, we witness Louise moving on a journey from fear of her routines becoming unsettled. And in one of the most poignant scenes of the film, which is very rich with metaphor, we witness our once terrified linguistic professor protagonist, you know, bravely removing her hazmat suit in an emotional encounter with the heptapods. You know, this scene and others throughout the film imply a life that is moving from fear of life and fear of death and fear of change uh, to embracing the inevitability of our mortality and, and living a life of self-sacrificial love. You know, on the other hand, near the end of the film, we are informed that when Louise tells her husband, Ian, of her newfound gift of seeing the future, uh, including her prescient knowledge of the inevitable tragic death of their daughter from a rare disease. You know, his response is one of anger, fear, and withdrawal in the face of mortality and the impending death of their daughter. And so Arrival has a lot for us to contemplate as we navigate our world and as we begin this journey of Lent. You know, though we have not in our world witnessed the arrival of alien ships around the globe, what we have witnessed is the arrival of a global pandemic, which has forced all of humanity to come to grips with our own frailty and our mortality. And of course, as we all know, the responses echoing those of Louise and Ian have been a mixture of love and fear. We've seen the sacrificial love of frontline healthcare workers and countless others in the face of disease and death on a global scale. But we've also witnessed angry protests, social media tirades, anti-government sentiments, and polarization in families, faith communities, and nations, which have left our world feeling quite fragmented and fractured. And so as we begin this journey of Lent and contemplate our own mortality and frailty, we have the opportunity to live with humility, empathy, and self-sacrificial love, focusing on what truly matters and will ultimately transcend our mortality. As the Apostle Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians 13, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Well, that was our good friend Jason Tripp and Adam Klein and the crew at Movies for Lent. So again, you can join their Facebook group, Movies for Lent 2022. You'll find it on Facebook where they are connecting. They even have a Discord channel and you can join the fun. If you can't make it Wednesday nights for the Zoom conversation, then you can tune into the podcast here and listen uh, to some of their conversations. So Jared, you've seen the film, so I can't really say anything intelligent about it. So um yeah, tell us a little bit about it or some of your thoughts. Well, I hope to convince you to actually change that, L, because one, this is a beautifully acted, beautifully written, and beautifully executed film. It is a, a beautiful film. As I was mentioning before, your approach to reading sci-fi rather than a reading about sci-fi movies, rather than watching them, is actually not a, a bad practice because uh, even this film, was part of a, a science fiction uh, short story called The Story of Your Life, and it was written by Ted Chiang. Uh, and he's win, won all kinds of awards. This guy, uh, when he conceives of, uh, of, a, of a story and a concept, well, he changes the face of sci-fi. So it's a, this is a really fascinating film. The challenge for me is I actually want folks on this podcast to, to actually go and watch the movie. So I don't want to engage in too many spoilers here um, about the movie. Um, but it is a movie about time, but it, it doesn't necessarily involve time travel. And it is a movie really about encountering a, a different kind of consciousness, 
a, a being that thinks differently than you do. And one of the things that I've always uh, thought was fascinating, and this is actually uh, African theologians have actually helped me uh, think about this, about the Christian faith. Uh, one in particular, uh, Lemon Senna, who talks about Christianity. The essence of Christianity is that it is infinitely translatable. It is translation is a deep component of the Christian story. The the power of God speaking not just uh, words, but speaking in our language and calling us by name, and the transforming power of that. And so. The movie is is definitely more for linguistic nerds than it is for physics nerds, um, and uh, you know the movie it definitely takes takes the story in a very different direction than the book. The book is much more um, quiet cup of tea nerdy uh, uh, consideration. The movie has a bit more action elements, and it's a, it's a, it's exciting, but uh, it really actually got me thinking about. Uh, the way that Christianity gets translated into other languages. And how do we know that the words that we're saying are being received by the other and the words that they're saying are being received by us? And the generosity that's required in reaching across cultural uh, barriers, understanding someone who is different from you. And I think that those are the big themes that really resonated with me. But truth is, I'm a fairly big sci-fi fan. My sons are even bigger sci-fi fans. But it was actually my wife that spotted this movie, understood this movie, and told me I have to watch it. And she bought me tickets. And she says, don't watch anything. Don't learn anything. She took me to the theater. I saw it in the theater. I had no idea, no idea what I was, uh, what I was about to see. She knows me very well. She nailed it. And it was it was a fun, fun evening for me. So friends, stay tuned to this very special release of the New Leaf Project. We're going to have more from our, our buddies there, Jason Tripp and Adam Klein. We're grateful to them for this brilliant idea. We're glad to be able to bring this opportunity to you in podcast form and uh, uh, if folks want to stay connected to this podcast series, but just broader things going on in the New Leaf Network, L, what do they do? Well, if they're listening, hopefully that means they've subscribed. But if you haven't, uh, feel free to subscribe on any kind of podcatcher that you use, whether that's Spotify or Google or Apple or maybe some other thing out there that exists. Um, we also, in the last couple of weeks, have launched um, our podcast network. So it's not just the New Leaf Project anymore. We actually have another podcast that is hosted by our friend Ryan Turnbull called True North Theology. And this season, they are going through through um, learning about Canadian political theology. He's already in his second episode and it's, uh, they've just been so great. So you can check that out on the website, uh, newleafnetwork.ca slash true north theology podcast or under the podcast section in the website, you can find it there. Or if you check for true north theology in any of uh, your podcatch, podcast catchers, I don't know if that's the right word, yeah, but that's I what that's I call what you say. it. All right, you'll find it there. And uh, something else that we're really excited about that is coming up, uh, we've been talking about it all the time, and we're probably going to keep talking about it, so forgive us. But uh, we have a live and in-person event coming up. Remember those, Jared? I can't. Oh, they're so good. The memories are sweet. 
sweet, sweet, mm-hmm. sweet. But we're going to try it again, May 27th and 28th at McMaster Divinity College in Hamilton. Uh, we're calling the event The Table. We'd love for you to come and gather around that together. A lot of us have been uh, exhausted from the pandemic and we want to come together and enjoy a feast. So check that out on the website, newleafnetwork.ca slash the table. We would love to have you there in person, but it's also going to be um, a hybrid event. So we'll have an online option and we promise we won't skimp on the online option. We'll still make it um, a thoroughly enjoyable and restorative experience for you, even if you can't be with us in person. So those are just a couple of things that's going on with the New Leaf Network. So friends, uh, before we go, we just want to leave you with the small group discussion questions so that after after the podcast is over here, and it will be over once I, I give you the questions, just push stop and then ask uh, some of these questions. So there's four of them. So the first question is, when the credits rolled, what was your immediate thought or reaction to the film? Number two, think about the film artistically. From the performances to the production, what elements did you appreciate or thought missed the mark? Number three, Arrival is a film with a multiplicity of themes. In addition to time and mortality, what other storylines left an impression on you? And then number four, in the lectionary passage, Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What variety of treasures, good or bad, do you see characters fighting to preserve or protect throughout the film? All right, that's it for this week, and we'll see you next week, friends. Bye-bye. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.